You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, uh, this is Steven here um, from Cyber Time Bite and Adventure Time Guys, but Cyber Time Bite. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, I know that the first episode was really sucky. I could test to that because all I was saying was like five times over. As I literally went like, 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 maybe like, 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 seriously. <laughs> and, and so. So, for me to be able to prevent that from happening again, I'm not going to say like as much as I like to say like. And there I go again, saying like again. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Besides me saying like many many times over and me wanting to talk about Flash Morgan Webster, I won't. This is... I'm, I'm actually here with the second guest ever here on Cyber Time Bite. And we... And I have, um... Trisha Bayfield from, uh, from artists, uh, book, uh, streamer, uh, fashion designer, uh, whatever else I'm forgetting, but <laughs> all that right there. Um, but yeah, uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I I tried I tried to I tried to lead you in as best as I could. But... <laughs> no worries. But, oh, I know it kind of seems like a mouthful, just a bunch of different things going on. I I don't know. I just don't have an off switch, so you name it, I've probably tried it. Not very good, but we've tried it. Even like uh, programming and stuff. Um, I built websites, like, way back when it was just HTML, little bit of CSS, um, but I haven't done too much of that recently. It's gotten very sophisticated since I was, I was a very basic coder. Yeah, I mean, like, but, but yeah, I mean, like, like, like I was saying, um, just to refresh the audience for people who don't know, I mean, the last time me and you you're in contact was uh kind of delete which was in december of last yeah it's december yeah and we and and i came up and i remember i was with uh with uh brandon which you you know him he's the blonde hair guy that i was hanging out with yeah me, me and him um came up to your booth and i saw your book and the plot was just amazing I mean, if you haven't checked out her book, go check it out. It's on Amazon. Go. It's called uh, what's it called again? Trustfall. Trustfall. Yeah, Trustfall. And it's an amazing concept. I haven't read the book yet, but I know it will be amazing. And I, and I, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm putting you over. But oh, that's okay. But, but I'm, I am not lying. I'm not lying. It's going to be an amazing book. I, I believe so. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. So, so I want to ask. So, where did it all begin? Like, like, where did where did, when it was like being an author, being an artist, became part of your blood? Um. Well, I guess I've been writing since. God, I was a kid. Um, I always had these crazy dreams that I would commit to journals. 
Um, I would write these fantasy stories for class, and they were always just kind of, you know, these, these wild and fantastical tales that I don't even know if my teachers knew what to do to rein in that imagination. Um, I started drawing when I was in middle school when I found a um, how to draw manga book and nobody took it away from me so I figured yeah I'll just keep I'll keep messing around and see what happens and that was what feels like a million years ago. This show isn't supposed to be about me in any sort of the way but but to relate to that I, uh, I made a fan fiction like Oh yeah, it was. Um, I think it's on your Twitter. It's a Homestuck fanfic, right? Sorta. Of. It's a um, it's a Homestuck at Metro Time fan fiction blend together. It's called Hambo. Oh, nice. And I made 2014. <laughs> That's still good, you know. Anything that you can commit to paper doesn't matter how long ago it was. It's still something that you created and put out in the world. Uh huh. Because because the way I see it is that I see it as like. Like, since I don't know how to, like, draw or do any, like, physical art, I feel like fan fictions are, like, the art that you draw and make in people's heads through words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it all starts somewhere, and sometimes it's easier for people to communicate through pictures and through art. Some people find it easier to communicate through writing. And for me personally, I feel like I'm kind of mediocre on the stat sheet in a bunch of different places so being able to take all of those small abilities and you know practice them all together into a single product you know I, I find that it's it doesn't matter how good or bad you are or how skilled you are I, I hate using the word bad for any kind of creative process um, but anyway where I was going with that is Different skills, different levels, doesn't matter. You're still you're still creating something, and whether that's fanfic or original create uh, original content, that's um, that's still all good. Yeah, because because create. I mean, like, I mean, like you're a creator, no matter what you do. I mean, like, yeah, if you took like a screwdriver and you slammed it right for your wall and dragged it down and made a giant hole in your wall, you're still creating. <laughs> I'd say it's a little on the destructive side. It depends on what the wall's being used for. But, I mean, you, you've got the uh, avant-garde abstract artist who would see that as a rejection of adding meaning to art or some pretentious explanation, I guess. Yeah, because... Uh... What's that noise? Can you hear me still? Almost. It's still kind of breaking up. That's weird. Just bring my microphone and hear me. There we go. I can hear you now. Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, so, like, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, art, art is a very, could also be a very picky can be very picky as well because there's there's advanced art there's there's some there's, I guess there's like levels there's beginner artist there's right there artist in the mini in the middle I guess and then there's like advanced artists like the Mona Lisa and stuff like that <laughs> but like it doesn't but like your skill level shouldn't I mean like the, the skill level is um not at, at 
I don't know if it, I would say it really matters or something, but like, but your, but the point, the main point is, is that no matter how what your skill, how skilled you are, you're you're still if you're creating, you're creating, and that's what and and that's and that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way I had it described to me, it might have even been in a Tumblr post, was if you look at all of your skills as a D&D character sheet. You're not going to have a giant maxed out sheet right away. You have to build up those skills and you use your experience to add on to those skills. And for some people, say, you know, the fancy famous artists of lore, um, those are people who have taken all of their EXP and pounded it into specific talents um you know you have people who dedicate hours and hours a day every single day to painting or to drawing or to music or to composing um you know those are people who are going to become masters of their craft but you know we all look at those people and we think oh we could never do that but if you look at your own character sheet and you see, yeah, well, I've got skills that are spread out in all of these different areas. Um, I subscribe to the jack-of-all-trades theory, in which case I'm never going to be a master at anything. I will always be kind of middle of the road, if that. That's like the aspiration for me. Um, but if I can just do a little bit of everything, a little bit, you know, a little okay, then I feel satisfied with, who I am as a creator and, um, you know, I feel satisfied with my, my skill set right now. And I know you, you can't take away stats on a character sheet. You can't take away anything that you've already created. You can't take away the experience you've already gotten. You can only keep moving forward. And, you know, even if you're a little rusty, you can't unlearn what you've already learned. Yeah, because because um, it because when you keep when you um take those skills, you not only do you have the skills that you take and you learn, the you only get better when you add on and on and on. It's like it's exactly. It's like it's like a document that it's like a word document that never ends, and you never want to end that word document. <laughs> exactly, um, and another thing about you know skill development like that is once you get to a certain level you start to see patterns across many different um, abilities. So, for example, I spent a lot of my life in theater, and taking production design classes, taking costume design classes has helped me in art to be able to visualize in a 3D setting what, um, what 2D things I'm drawing. And being able to draw and take 2D images and create 3D objects from them, you know, it's just kind of, these skills all build on one another and no discipline is solitary. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing about art is that you, you can take those different disciplines and combine them. Theater is like the, the number one combination of everything you know, writing, composing, mm -hmm. acting, performing, drawing, drafting, costuming. 
the beautiful thing it. too on that too is that like if if you can take 2D turn into 3D and then and then even go higher to that like go like 3D to like to like um I don't really know it's higher than that but higher than that that is that <laughs> like 40 maybe yeah 40 <laughs> if you could do that that is amazing because like because like you're bringing your art to life and if you can bring your art to life other people can see it and that means people can interact and it will help them in their mind change what they think about art exactly and a lot of people seem to forget that art is collaborative whether you're creating something on your own or with other people you're still interacting with an audience um, you can choose to ignore that audience as long as you're okay with yourself being the target audience. Um, for me, I create for myself. As long as I'm satisfied with the final product, in a way it doesn't really matter how other people receive it because I'm happy with where I am. Uh, obviously, I would love for other people to enjoy the things that I make. But for me, that's not a requirement. Um, I, I see that as an enhancer uh, to something that I've already made. Um, and then, you know, you have other people who need that feedback, who need to see other people's reactions to the art that they've created. One of my best friends, her name is Alexis Royce. Her art is amazing, by the way. Check it out. Um, she's so Plug. good at keeping on top of all of the you know the new anime that's out all the new games uh because for her she loves seeing that reaction from other people she loves seeing their faces light up and you know she does commission work for lots of ocs for ships for god knows what and for her the satisfaction of seeing those reactions fuels her and neither is right or wrong. It's just as long as your your audience is satisfied, then you are creating a piece that is complete. Because because the the way I see it is that I, I totally agree with what you just said because that that is like that's phenomenal. That's that's a phenomenal theory. Like all, like like that it is i mean i see it the same way because like i mean if you if you can please if, if you're happy with what you make then that should that should be the only thing that matters but if people start liking it then that where that's where you build a fan base and then when you build a fan base you'll actually get and then you'll actually have supporters and then when you get supporters then then like it just goes full circle then you get more fans and then it's just like <laughs> it's like the recycling project you know what i mean and for some people, you know that the, developing a fan base is very important to them, and that's great. For me, I don't necessarily need fans or anything. For me, it's just the joy of creating in general and motivating other people to create. That's my goal. If I can get somebody just by sitting down and writing a book to say, this is accessible to you. This is something that if you decide you want to do, it is not, it's not rocket science to sit down and tell a story. If I can get somebody to learn that, to internalize it, understand it, and create based on that, that's success to me. I don't need 
fans, you know, that that's just icing on the cake. Um, as far as I'm concerned, as long as people are creating, that's what I strive to do with my, with my art, with my writing, with anything else. Just say, you can do this too. This is something that I've been working on, and if you work on it, you can do this too. That's ama- That's amazing because, no, I because I love that. Philo- I love that philosophy because, like, I feel like I feel like if you cre- if you're creating and you can and if your creations can inspire someone to do it themselves, that is the most that's the most beautiful thing about life. Mhm. Mhm. And in that, like, I hope that. My fan fiction, the one that's not very good right now, new one in the making, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, but like, I'm hoping my fan fictions can help, can inspire someone to write their own fan fictions. Then I can read them, and then, and then, you know, then they'll read theirs, and then they'll, you know, the whole process of like, you know, then me to them. Creation then, continues. Yeah. Sorry, it's just hard to, it's just kind of hard to explain, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, no, I got what you mean. You know, it's, there's only two things in the world. There's creation and destruction. And creation just inspires more creation. Um, the moment that you destroy something, it's, it's gone. But yeah. you can always build from that. And... There's always an equal. Creation. You know, you can you can tear people down all you want, but that's not gonna that's not gonna stop people from growing, from developing and and creating. And I always want to be on the side of creation, building up. Yeah, because because there's always because because there's always gotta be an equal an equal medium from creation and destruction. And sometimes destru- destruction can get into creativity and creativity can lead to destruction. But when, but when you, but if I, but if everyone can be on the side of creation, we can be in a better place in a better world with creation on the mind. Yeah, but at the same time, you can look at it as breaking something down in order to create something new. I don't see that as destruction. I see that as creating something new out of something else using the building blocks. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a really good book on creativity uh, called The Mind of the Maker. Um, And it's Christian theology, so, you know, just make sure you're going in with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, But it's a very fascinating look on the idea of creativity and starting from nothing. Where does nothing come from? Can you really create something out of nothing? If not, what are you creating from? And, you know, it's a very fascinating read. I highly recommend it. It's a little dry, be ready, um, but very interesting theory. Um, I believe it's Dorothy Sayers who wrote it. I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's, I mean, like, with, I mean, like, with philosophy like that, I mean, with the philosophy of, like, creating in the in the, what we were just talking about, about using the, using the building blocks to build something else, that's probably why I'm such a, a wrestling fan, I guess, because. <laughs> All right, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, because you know, wrestling has stories too, 
and mm-hmm. and like you know they're they're like they have storyline arcs and they they build off of each other. I mean, I know I know this is like it's a total swerve, but like <laughs> but no, I'm 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 interested. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like it's like when one thing ends, another thing starts. And you're, there's not really destruction as there's more using the building blocks to build where you're coming from and where you're going. And that's another extremely collaborative um, area of storytelling, you know, because you're going with the audience's reactions. You're developing the story based on how their feedback is. And you can't have a storyline without feedback. And... Um, then again, you know, you have the building blocks of music and, um, and music. Constantly. By the way, is a great mu- is a great building block too. <laughs> yeah, I went to school for music. I spent um, five years in community college going for vocal performance, and then I spent, you know, I got my associates there, and then I got my bachelor's degree in uh, musical theater composition. So again. Just theater background, never really stopping. Um, Are you a singer then? Can you sing? Yeah. I um, I was a soprano for a while. Spent most of my time as an alto. I'm more comfortable as an alto now. <laughs> I mean, but that's an amazing talent. I mean, like, singing... I mean, like, I, I wish that I could be a singer, but I'm not that, I'm not that good. I mean, I can, I can like, I can like mock sing. Like I can sound like the guy from Blind Melon or I can sound like Zach (laughs) Wilde. I can sound like them, but I can't really like sing, sing, you know? You know, I can hear your voice right now. And as far as I'm concerned, if you have a voice, you can sing. And that's what I was going back to is, um, it doesn't matter how good you are, how skilled you are. It just matters that you start and you feel comfortable with what you can do with the skills you have. And maybe you don't have any dots in singing right now on your character sheet, but that doesn't mean that you can't start. That doesn't mean that you can't have fun. And I bet you do have fun when you sing, right? Sing in the shower, sing in the car. I, surprisingly enough, I don't sing in the shower. I, I sing, like when I'm like by myself and I'm just sitting around or just sitting around, I just sing just random things in my random voices because I can't. That's good though, you know. That's that's singing. It doesn't matter with whether you're on a stage or in your car or just standing around. As long as you're singing, you're a singer. If you have written something, you're a writer. If you've drawn something, you're an artist. That's amazing. I love that. I really do. Because because like, I mean like because my new fan fiction that I'm writing. I mean, it's a Voltron one. It's based on Voltron. All right. Season six coming out soon. Nice. <laughs> but so yeah, tell me a little bit about it. Oh, uh, about my new phone, my new one. Yeah. Yeah. So my new one. Um. So I'm gonna be. So it's gonna be. I'm not gonna be in it. My first one has me in it. This one isn't gonna have me. So. All right. So it's gonna be all the characters from Voltron, and and the and the thing is, is that. Is a hockey puck involved? A set manicures with their hockey players, and and what's going to happen is is that the team has to find. Um, I, I don't know if you watch Voltron or you know any of the characters, but there's this 
there's this uh, character called Keith, and he's like the most popular character of the whole show. And he and he worked in in my fan fiction. He's going to be working at a grocery store called Pucks, and and so they got it. So the characters got to go there and get him. And the whole thing at the store is that is that like if you drop the puck, you get instantly fired if you work there. But if you're a customer, you're you're, you're all cool. You're cool. Nothing happens. <laughs> And so, all right. And so, and so the thing is, is that I'm going to have them. Um, oh, spoiler alert! Anyone who ever's listening, um, this is actually happening in my fan fiction. Anyway, um, he's gonna he's gonna go over to the puck. He's gonna push it over, and he's gonna get fired. And he's gonna join the team. And then there's gonna be an Easter egg that on the puck it says the Glare Empire um, Senators or Manicors or whatever, and. And they're a hockey team that are made they're half man, half horse, and they're gonna turn evil and they're gonna go up against Voltron. <laughs> oh wow, so that sounds like there's a lot going on there. I know, I got I'm <clears throat> I'm building up to it, but I'm gonna make it really, really action I'm gonna try. Alright, well, hey, I hope that it goes well. Hey, thanks a lot. I mean, I do have Hambo on a physical copy, too. I mean, like, I, I have no, like, in, I, I'm not going to say interest, but I have no, like, I don't know. I don't feel, I don't know how I would feel getting it published because I don't think I really went through it and digged through it far enough for me to, like, fix, like, the grammar mistakes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, And then you just have to be careful about licensing, too, because, you know, if you don't have the right permissions... For um, for using the characters, there's no like you won't be able to make money off of it. But mm-hmm. you know you could always go about trying to get those licenses, and that's that's all cool too. You know that's how you get you know licensed comics out there. That's how you get uh, fan art and other you know, fan fiction. You have like the Star Wars books. Um, and all these spinoffs, because you know, once you acquire the license, you're good to go. Yeah. Speak, speaking of license, no, speaking of licenses, I mean, like, what what is your uh, what's your thoughts on on comic books? Do you are you a comic book reader? Do you like read? Um, I don't read comics very much. I'm afraid. Um, that's more my husband's wheelhouse. Um, you know, he he was big in Spider Man when he was growing up. So all my comic knowledge comes from either him or from the movie adaptations um you is know he, from marvel and dc is he is he an artist too like does he do what you do too um he writes and he subscribes to the same idea of you know you if you have an idea you can write um whether or not you have an audience for it um i don't know if he's ever going to publish anything that he's written um i want him to because I like the stuff that he's written, but as far as I'm concerned, if he's happy where he is, then you know what more can you ask for? Uh huh. I mean, like he he. I don't. I mean, like it, it's it's really it's really cool that there's like that you guys have like an artistic like thing going on because that's 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 like a really that's a really cool connection right there. <laughs> I mean, my husband and I met through online roleplay back in 2003. So we free. The internet was still a baby back then. What was that? The internet was such a baby back in two thousand three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we've both been around for a while. 
But, you know, we started on AOL Instant Messenger. We had our uh, little fan characters from Zelda and things like that. And we just started creating our own characters from that. And to this day, we still do that online role play, even if we're in the same room. But we're still building those same characters and developing stories from, oh my God, 15 years ago. And, you know, it's so ingrained in who we are as people and in our relationship that we, you, you can't have a relationship like ours without writing and without story creation. It seems, it seems like you guys seem like to have like a real like special relationship connection for role playing. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like in today's like nerdy, artistic, um, everything connection in like in today's world if you're like like if you role playing seems to be the number one way people are connecting because like there's a lot of people i have met who who i asked like oh like how like when they told me about their sniffing or they're like oh i was like hey how you met and they tell me like oh we met through a role play session and i was like uh-huh. i was like wow that's real cool yeah because it's a uh, it's collaborative writing if you take away all of the the, the fluff of the self-indulgent stories, you're basically creating a script that is just between two people and creating conflict, creating um, creating scenarios, just you know, bouncing ideas back and forth between two people. Whether or not you use it for anything, again, doesn't matter because it satisfies the the the, uh, the 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 mind you mean yeah it it satisfies what you want from writing um when you create something you say okay well what do i want out of this what do i what do i like um you when you rp it's all about doing specifically what you like mhm for us we love creating these these tense conflicts between characters and exploring their um, their emotional reactions to stressful situations, and you know that's that's where a lot of our conflict comes from. And then at the same time, if we decide you know we're not really feeling that today, let's have these characters just sitting and talking, and you know that that satisfies whatever we want for that moment. It's it's um, such it's just a beautiful concept because, not like I mean like same thing go for like you know Dungeons and Dragons or LARPing you know the thing yeah. where people go out and they go to they actually do it in physical form, and I mean like there's so many ways of doing it now that like I mean it's 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 inclining but it's also declining because I can I can sort of I can sort of see like the decline part coming from. Um, the I don't know if you heard, but RuneScape is going under this year. Yeah, I heard. And and so like, but we got we got to give it the RuneScape. I never played it, but RuneScape was RP before Club Penguin was <laughs> RP. <laughs> I mean, I was RPing back in the old AOL chat days, so I I don't know if that shows my age. No, that's I fine. Know. I mean, I grew up in that era. I mean, I was born in 93, and so, I mean, like, I, 
I sort of got my hands wet in AOL, but I wasn't like I wasn't like using like AOL every single week. But I knew about it and I used it, but just never used it on a daily basis. And you know whether when you take the platform away, so for example, RuneScape, um, once that server goes down, you'll still find a way to keep telling those stories. When AOL Instant Messenger shut down last December, we switched to Google Hangouts for our chats, and now finally we're very comfortable on Discord. Um, so what that's our main platform now uh, for us, and then for the other people that we RP with. Um, yeah, it, it, you just gotta find your niche. You gotta find your place where you feel comfortable sharing. It's a very intimate form of storytelling. Do you, do you think that um, do you think that uh, Gorillas the band? really puts all this stuff that we've been talking about like together in like a perfect form because because really i mean they don't really live on a different planet i mean they they live on they live on earth and like in real countries of course they're not real people but like but like they're making up their own things they're making up their own songs they're they're um they're use their fictional characters in a real world creating their own music in their own creative environments and and they and they inspire people to do like fan art and ships and all this stuff. I mean, this can go for any band, but like, like even Death Clock too, and they're not even real. But like, but I think Gorillas, knowing their back history back in all the way up to the late '90s, and still running good today, I feel I feel like like the art, the music, the creativity—they blend it all together into one fantastic genre. Do you think so? Yeah, it, it goes back to what I was saying about you, your skill sheet. With gorillas, they take you know the people who are behind gorillas. Obviously, they are taking a myriad of different skills. They're taking the art, they're taking the storytelling and music, and combining it to create an alternate reality. I think ARG is what what I would describe them as something that goes beyond just the just the music just the art or meta narrative that's it um, it's meta fiction something that goes beyond the page something that goes beyond the song and directly interacts with you the audience and, and that that's probably why I like them so much because like you know it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an inspiration there because it, it can sometimes be like an inspiration to create things through, through like lyrics, and then for, for the lyrics and to the art, and then from the art to the creativity from the world around you, that that can that can bring you that can click an idea in your mind and keep it running to be like okay, like I could create like maybe I'll make something like that out of this, like, and then maybe I'll sing about this. But not about this, but about that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, art's a, art's a crazy lifestyle. Art a lifestyle, but hey, I mean, the thing is, I mean, without art, we wouldn't, the world wouldn't be the crazy, crazy world it would be in right now. <laughs> well, that's why they call it the humanities. It's what makes us human. Art makes us human. I mean, but yeah, I mean, have you, have, I mean, speaking of, like, art, have, have you ever 
have you um, ever done any like voice acting work, or is voice acting not really like your thing? Um, I've thought about it. I've never done too much of it. There's there's like a couple of flash videos that I've lent my voice to uh, back from like 2005. I wouldn't really consider that voice acting, but it was still a really fun experience. Um, because you're reading lines from a page, but you have to project what you feel like the action is going to be. At that point, it's not animated yet. Mm -hmm. um, but like when you're on stage, you have to take direction, and from there, you create the action. The only difference with voice acting is you don't get to see the action. You have to create all of the action in your voice. Yeah, because because um, when 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 you voice act, you got you got like you got like know when to like go real high, when to go real low. I mean, like I can get my I mean, like if if you if you don't mind me sharing some of my voice acting skills, I can if if I want to get real high, I can I can get real high like this if I really really had to. <laughs> or if I had to get real low, it could be like. Like, I could be like this. It'd be <laughs> the background of a Metallica song if I really wanted to. <laughs> so, yeah, you got a pretty good range there. Um, the really skilled voice actors, people who've been doing it for years and years and years, you know, your Troy Bakers and Nolan Norths. Um, or John DiMaggio's. What was that? Or John DiMaggio's. Yeah, exactly. Just they have developed their voice range to accompany many different kinds of characters. Um, but again, their character sheet is stacked in voice acting, in performance work, in um, in vocal performance. Yeah, because the, the character because the character sheet concepts is such a. I mean. I mean, it's before before we like had this like this whole thing where me this whole interview thing. The character sheet thing, like I never I never thought of it that way. You know, like like a character sheet is such a cool. I mean, that's also a very cool concept that that should go by because it's. I mean, I never saw a character sheet in person because I never played D and D before. But I I got I got a pretty good idea of what it is. I mean, like it's just like a bunch of info on page, but like it's, but it it's such a great concept. I mean. Is mental too, and if you have a mental character sheet, that's what makes you you. Is the mental is the mental character sheet in your head? That's what makes everyone different. Mhm. Mm and it helps people visualize that it's not black and white. It's color. Where you, you don't have people who are really good at something, and then people who aren't, and. To say, well, I'm not an artist because I'm not like so and so who's you who who's got the skills that you want. That it's a gradual process, and instead of looking at it like I could never do that, it's saying, well, once I reach this level, I'll be able to do this. Once I'm able to do this, I will advance to the next level. Uh, or same thing with um, with RPGs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get experience through battle, and then you level up, and you can do new things with that. Um, 
say you learn a new spell or something once you reach a new level. Here, it's reversed. You do the skill, and then you level up. Is it... Yeah, I mean, like, when... Because when, cause when you level up, that not only does that make you a better person for your mental character sheet, but also... But, I mean, but also... Like, like you said, always upgrades your skills. Like, like, like at one time you were, you were this good. Now you're this good, you know? Exactly. And I hate the word talent because that implies that there's, if you don't have a talent, then there's no way you can ever reach the, you know, the, the goal that you want. But if you look at it like a character sheet, a talent is just somebody who has a natural propensity toward a specific skill. Maybe they have a couple more dots than you do just from the start. Well, we all start out with, you know, a, a base character sheet of what we're decently good at, what we're more inclined to do. Uh, for me, I am not a runner, so my uh, <laughs> my running stat would be really low. But for people who have stronger endurance, they are able to, you know, advance faster with running skills. And for me, I have to take it a little bit slower because I'm not, you know, my lungs just don't work as well as other people who are more advanced runners. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't, you can't get out there and try it. I did a 5K a couple years ago. I walked most of it. But that's still something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't say, okay, let's start putting some EXP in here. And it's amazing what you do, what you can do when you look at it as what small steps can I take to get to the next level. I'm not going to be Van Gogh net, like overnight. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be, you know, I'm not going to be making novels the way that Stephen King does or J.K. Rowling or, you know, you just throw a bunch of names out there of, of famous writers, famous authors, famous artists. Um, but if you sit down and say, can I write a thousand words today? Can I do, you know, a quick drawing? Mm-hmm. Can I sketch a face? Can I... Um, can I sit down and play a scale? Uh, once you break it down into small, bite-sized sections, it's amazing how many skills you can clear. It, you, people who are athletes say the same thing. Can you do a push-up? Okay, can you do two? Can you do a pull-up? Can mm-hmm. you do a sit-up? And once you clear those goals, you feel a little bit more confident and say, okay, yeah, I hit this, instead of saying, I'm going to do 10,000 crutches in a day. Because obviously, if you don't have the skills, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you build it up slowly, starting at the bottom and working your way up, you're hitting those little milestones. Yeah, I did 10 push-ups. Hey, I did a full figure character today. Hey, I played through an entire song on the piano, it had three chords, but, you know, I played it without making any mistakes. I sat down and I wrote five pages. The, I, I'm not even going to go back and look at the grammar errors, but the fact is it's done. And 
you know, that's an achievement that you can't take away. Yeah, because because if you don't try, then you don't know how good you actually will be. Exactly. And there's just certain things I just don't dare to try because because I don't know how bad I'll, I'll do because I tried that with with training because I wanted to be surprisingly enough I surprisingly wanted to be a chef when I was in high school. Oh yeah. And so and so I saw like this dude who came in who was like like being like the the pro at cooking. He came in he like raised like this flame like all the way up to the roof. I'm like oh I don't want to do that. <laughs> And so, and so I um I ended up you know, um after high school because I didn't know what I was going to do during high school. I ended up after high school, going to broadcasting. And so I went to broadcasting college and I got my um my thing in that, and I got perfect attendance too on top of that. And I thought that was really cool. Nice. But I um but that's where like this started, and I feel like me doing this. Is inspired. I mean, like I've been, I've been doing like Adventure Time guys for a while, but like, but like I feel like me doing this help. I'm hoping I'm inspiring people to do it too, because like I may not be, I don't know, I may not be. Uh, what are some popular names in this industry? Um, like I may not be the Loop or or WGN or. Or like WLS or anything, but at least at least I'm hoping to be a stepping stone. <laughs> as long as you're having fun with what you're doing, doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. It just enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And I and I and and I um and I gotta say that I'm I'm glad that you enjoy what you do because what you do. It's really good. I really like I really like your work because I, I haven't hardly seen your art, but I know that I'm I'm pretty sure and I know it's good. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I guess I just have one last comment, um, bringing it all the way back around to the beginning. Um, sometimes you're not going to enjoy the things that you're doing if you're working on a long-term project. Uh, sometimes you're going to look at it and say, I hate this. I'm never going to continue. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I even doing this? And those are the days you have to look at yourself and say, is the end result worth it? Worth the mental anguish? Worth the emotional pain? I mean, I looked at Trustfall and I wanted to quit so many times. I actually have two giant binders of all of the notes that I've taken, the entire novel printed twice so I could go through with the red pen and just take it to task. Um, but that was one thing where I said, you know, the final result is going to be worth it. And through that emotional turmoil and the tears that I cried while struggling with different plots and the characters who weren't doing what I thought they were going to do, the end result is I can hold the physical book. And, you know, uh, a year ago, a, a year before, it was just a novel project. Mm -hmm. And anybody can do a novel project. And looking at the physical copy, I can honestly say anyone can bring it here if they put the characters dots in, if they put their EXP in there. 
it does take work, takes a lot of work, but nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Um, I have a book that I've been working on, or the story, I should say, since about 2009. That's going to be my project this coming year, is writing the draft and publishing. Um, so I'll be starting work on the draft very soon. Um, now, National Novel Writing Month is in November. Mm-hmm. I've got the bare bones started. I've got all of my notes ready. I think I'm finally ready to commit this to paper. And my goal is to have it ready by the end of 2019. It took a year to get Trust Fall out. Um, I, I estimate this new one is going to take about a, as long. Do you have a favorite quote from Trustwell that you can think of? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, like, because, because, like, because I, I kind of wish I stood there in front of your booth for, like, ten more minutes than I did and just scrolled through the pages and read a couple <laughs> of the content. I, I probably would have liked when I read it, but I didn't. <laughs> but I, I should have. I guess if I were to say a favorite quote... It's, I have two of them. Both of them are in the first couple pages. Um, In the beginning, God created the clock. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very solid start. It's a hook that takes the concept of the book of Genesis and gives it a new twist. Um, So I like that that is the first line. But, oh gosh, I don't remember the specific wording, but um, let's see if I can remember. Just as the tiniest cog can't see what's happening on the other side of the clock, a human's importance can't be measured on its own. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) It's just... Another way of saying everything is connected, um, and that's one of the central themes of the book, is um, connectedness mm-hmm. and how your actions, even innocuous moments that you don't think are important, can have such a profound effect on somebody else's life. Maybe not even right now, but just how they affect you in the future, how they affect somebody else based on your actions. You are never isolated in your own space. You matter and your actions matter. Your actions affect who you the are. The past, present, and future. Yeah, because because I feel because like if it, if you if you if you if you don't like it, you're right, if you don't pay attention to your actions, then then you'll you'll it just won't be right, you know, like, because it's the actions that make who you are. So if you're, like, a really mean person, you're going to be a really mean person. If you're a really nice person, you'll be a really nice person, you know, and so on and so forth. And so, I mean, but if Trust Ball gets really big, like, if people, like, go out and buy, like, lots and lots of people, and people, if someone came up to you and said, like, hey, we want to turn this into a movie, would you be up for that? <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that. 
but you know, if, if somebody comes up to me with a solid idea and I'm part of the collaborative process, we'll see what happens. Because, because, because there, there's actually another book I, I, I recommend, I think you would like too. I mean, you ever heard of, um, what's her name? Lori Hulse Anderson, I think that's her name. No, I haven't, I'm afraid. There, she made this book called uh, Winter Girls, and it's a book. Okay. It's a book about this girl and her friend, and on New Year's, they, uh, they, they're, they're over, like, I guess they're, like, her and her friend are overweight, I think, and what they do on New Year's is that they take, like, things and they, like, slice their wrists open, and they start bleeding out, and they, and that's how they are losing weight, and... And they said, "Oh, I bet I can lose weight faster than you." And she said, "No, nah, I don't think so. like no, nah, I don't think so." And so what, what happens is is that her friend passes away from the blood loss, and her friend is still alive, and so coping with the loss of her friend, who ends up to come back and um, haunt her later. That sounds intense. It's intense, but it's a it's good storytelling. Well, cool. I'll have to check it out. Mhm. So, like, speaking of movies too, though, um, do you do you ever consider being like doing acting? Um, I wanted to be an actor when I was still very early in college, and I realized that there is a certain personality that is much more um, uh, in tune with performance. And you, you need a different kind of motivation to be able to put yourself out on a stage or in front of a camera that I just, I figured out early on I didn't have. <laughs> so I found myself more comfortable backstage. That's why I did costuming when I was in college and why I chose to go into composition. Um, I found that I really liked working with actors people who have that charisma about them. You know, people who could carry that charisma on stage and carry a story. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed working with them and taking their skills and giving them something to work with that they could bring to life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, do you think... I know you're a gamer too, and we'll get that. We'll get to that in a bit. But do you think that gaming, that your gaming, like, really like brings together like the the costume design? Because in gaming, obviously, there's tons of costumes designed to the casual punk rocker, to the to the medieval goddess who has the fanciest dress of all land. <laughs> but do, but like, do you think do you think because of your because of the gaming in you? Um, on top of your costume design, that that you that two and two come together, and you're like, oh, like that was that like that was a very beautiful dress that that person had in the game. What does I make it? So cosplaying. Yeah, like um, a cosplay I sort of thing. For a while, um, and I see games and movies and everything as. Just more stuff that you can soak in as a sponge to put your put in your um, shoot. Let me try all that again. <laughs> no, that's I fine. I sure hope you're editing this because I'm just going all over the place. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. 
Um, but everything that you take in becomes part of your toolkit and becomes part of your inspiration. So yeah, if you were to look at my designs, a lot of them are inspired by games. Um, like uh, Fujishima and his designs for the Tales games, for Ah My Goddess. You see a lot of that reflected in some of my character designs. Um, the same way that you see um, other movie inspiration in Trustfall and in what's going to become Brotherhood Anonymous. Um, so anything that you read, you watch, that's going to affect you and your creation in some way. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I would absolutely say that um, that gaming has affected the the things that I create. I mean, because because gaming, I mean, gaming is like you know like like you know the biggest thing ever has always been ever since it's been created, but like. But, like, I feel like gaming, I, a lot of people like to say that gaming is what's hurting the world right now, but there's a good to it. I mean, like, I mean, Guitario's not killing anyone, and everyone's playing it. <laughs> DDR, you're just using your feet. It's Call of Duty where people draw the line. storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's what you said, storytelling. And everything comes back to stories. Everything comes back to art. And like I said, that's why they call it the humanities. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, like, we, we, um, I'm on the, I wanted to ask you about your, about your gaming too, because we haven't really talked about the gaming part. Um, like, I, and you stream, I know you stream because you talk about it. So, like, when, um, what got you into streaming? Was streaming like a thing that was like, oh, um, since I like gaming so much, I'm going to go on the <laughs> Twitch and I'm going to start um, streaming. Well, I don't actually stream games. If I do, it's for a very limited audience who are just looking for my reactions to like a Silent Hill or something. Uh -huh. um, when I stream, I actually stream art. Oh. So uh, my channel is live stream with Trisha on Picardo, and look it up. Uh, <laughs> every Monday I go online and I'll work on a new art piece. Uh, recently I've been working on a larger scale project, um, animation project. I've never done animation before, but I'm learning as I go. And Can't wait for it's it. just a lot of fun getting to you know dive into a new medium and say hey i've never done this let's see let's see what we can do and i realize it's not as difficult as one would think it's just um, another it's just another thing in the, what we were talking about earlier just if you don't try it then you won't be good at it sort of thing exactly yeah i mean i'll look at what i'm doing and say yeah no i'm not going to pixar anytime soon oh i'm not going to <laughs> disney <laughs> i'm not going to be making any cartoons uh, but for the purpose of what I'm doing, I think it's turning out pretty good. I'm really enjoying the, the process of it. I'm enjoying the results. And I think the three people who would care about the characters will also find it really fun. Um, 
But anyway, I stream on Monday nights, and I try to do one or two other nights a week, depending on my work schedule. But I'll just, I'll work on commissions, I'll work on personal pieces, I'll just sketch, and I've got my microphone, I'm reading the chat, and I just, I like hanging out and chilling for an evening with art. So that's what I do when I stream. I don't typically stream games. Uh, kudos to those who do, though. That's uh, that's a level of performance that uh, I don't think I could do on a regular basis. But I better, I better see you on Dames Done Quick one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I'll be in the audience. I will absolutely be on the audience. I mean, because I, I don't, I mean, I know about that. I know that as this, I just never watch it. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. I've like Craig and I have already booked off time to watch it at the end of the month. Summer games done quick is going to be great. It's like the, it's like the Olympics, but faster. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it's an incredible showcase of, uh, of platforming, of memorization of being able to reroute yourself on the fly, it's improvisation, and on top of that, being able to perform for an audience in, let's be real, a PG setting. Yeah. We're not always PG in our streams, uh, but being able to to maintain that filter on top of you know performing world record level tasks, that's just, oh my God, kudos to them. There's there's just so many people who, who take streaming so seriously that they're like that are like if they screw up once they're gonna blame it all on you. Yeah. Well, not you, why, but you know uh, what I mean. Stun quick as a um, as an organization is um, they've been really moderating it for the last few years, and I think they have created a fantastic program. They did. Um, and, of course, it's for charity, too. So it, it's always been about the charity. And I'm so glad that they are they are reaching out and um, they're, they're taking on smaller projects in favor of creating a better performance. Mm-hmm. Because, because, like, because, like, you know, in this day of age, unfortunately... Unfortunately, we live in an economy where not everyone can live in a in a nice house with a with a night with food to eat and all that stuff. They they gotta unfortunately be living on the streets of Brooklyn somewhere or on the streets of downtown Chicago or something, and that really sucks, you know. Yeah. But with stuff like games done quick and stuff like like um like other things like TV channels, like like game shows and all that stuff, in some sort of fashion or way. They're giving back to the community, and when people get back to the community, people people like them can can live in nice houses and stay in nice warm beds and eat the biggest meals they ever have seen in who knows how long, and and they'll and they'll just you know it'll just keep gathering and gathering, and people will just eventually I'm hoping or not excuse me wouldn't have to be living. On the streets anymore. Yeah, and it's you know, using your skills to give back to the community. I think that's a beautiful thing, whether it's you know on a large scale like Games Done Quick, 
or even on the smaller scale, the smallest scale of you know raising money to support your family, uh, people who do marathon commission streams, people who do theater to raise money for their um, for their pet cause. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's amazing being able to use the skills that you have to better somebody else's life. Because, 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 you know, in an economy like this, they need it. And, and so, like, I mean, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. So, so, like, I feel, I feel like that, um, that when, when when people like you know finally get get that all settled, I mean, what what are your what are your thoughts then on like, on like people who like, I'm trying to I'm trying to re- it's kind of hard to phrase the question. Um, what what do you have to say to people who are like who like go to like these evil, demonic places, that that like don't care about like people like that? I mean like. I mean, it's an earth form that that no way can enjoy when people are like demonic. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not really sure what you mean. I'm afraid. Uh, how do I explain? Like people who go to that like Westboro place down in the south, like like that is like a terrible. That's like a terrible art form right there. You know. So what you? Um... Gosh. So, what are you? What are you asking? Oh, I'm asking like, what do you guys say to like to the to the evil people in this world who want to take down creativity? Um, you can't stop us. Yeah, because you can't stop us because we're creative people. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I, I, I know that was, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. I just, I don't, I've never really considered, um, I, I don't typically take the time of day to listen to the opinions of people who would tear down anything, um, who would disrespect other people and who would use that as a platform for power. Um, I don't want to give them an ear. I don't want to pay attention to them. I would much rather look for the people who need help and support them and use what I can do, the skills that I've developed to help them. And, you know, I that just goes back to what I said. You can't stop us. Yeah, because... Because we're just create, because create people, because create people is what makes the world run. If people have a problem with that, then tough crap. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I think we brought this all the way full circle. I think we did. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I guess that's everything. I guess. <laughs> well, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, I hope this is giving you some fun material to work with. Yeah, uh, it's be- been a fun conversation. 
Yeah, because we um, not only did not only did we go from EXP character sheets to to gaming to art to po to poetry, which is another thing I'm really good at. I'm really good at poetry. Um, to to like a lot a lot of different things. I think we I think we had a pretty rounded conversation, you know. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. So, hey, um, do you wanna you wanna plug your stuff, your social media and projects, and your next cons and whatever? Um, yeah. I mean, you can find me on Twitter, Trisha. Uh, oh wait, no. Twitter, Shedd Navi. Instagram, Trisha Bayfield. Picardo live stream with Trisha. Um, Tumblr, Shedd Navi. How about your um? Wait, where the what? What's your convention lineup um, as of June 2018? Uh, I'm gonna be going to Anime Midwest in Rosemont, Illinois. Hey, I'll be um, there. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to Dokido Con in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and um, Grand Rapids Comic Con. I'm actually going to a convention actually um, next year, all the way in Maine. Oh wow, that'll be fun. <laughs> because because I, I I don't know if I tell you, but I live in Illinois, and so like, and so I um from Illinois to Maine, that's a long trip. I'm going there because my art podcast that I do, Adventure Time Guys. I'm actually going there for that, and we're going to be in a panel, and we're going to be talking with other panelists in front of people, and it's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh, that'll be fun. Well, good luck to you. Oh, hey, thanks a lot. Well, oh, if I can, I'll get a videotape and I'll send it over to you, and then, and then you can like you can like react to it. <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, I mean, like, hope uh, since we'll since I'll be at Midwest, so hopefully I'll see you there, and yeah. Yep, I'll have a booth. Just stop by and find me. Yeah, so um, you can find me at Luigi Steel Vamp or no Nostalgia Vamp. On Twitter, you can follow me. You can follow CyberTimeBite on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. You can uh, you can find um you can what else can you find me on? Oh yeah, yeah. If you want, yeah, if you want to follow my personal Twitter, that's Nostalgia Man. And then on Twitter, it's also um it's CyberBite93. On uh, Facebook, it's CyberTimeBite, and th that's uh. Oh, if you, if you want to follow me on Tumblr, you don't have to. Just yeah. don't follow me on Tumblr. <laughs> I'm never going there anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so from uh, Stephen and uh, Trisha, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to episode two of Cyber Time Bite. Episode three will be back. I'll be back in episode three with a cosplayer. Who is known for cosplays of many types? So yeah, um, I hope you all have a nice day and see you next time. <laughs>